Welcome to Living Wisely, Living Well, timeless wisdom to enrich every day with Asha Nayaswamy, one of the spiritual directors of Ananda Palo Alto and a founding member of Ananda Worldwide. If you enjoy this content and are inspired by the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda and his disciple Swami Kriyananda, find Asha on YouTube, Facebook, all podcast directories, and her website, ashajoy.org. Living Wisely, Living Well, June 5th. Say what you mean and then stop. People often drag out a thought quite unnecessarily in writing, in conversation, and very much so in public speaking. It is important to be clear, succinct, and satisfied with sufficiency. Well, there you have it. <laughs> um, I often see it from the other side. Well, people say what you mean and then stop. The other way that I often see it is that people take a very long time to say what they mean. <laughs> they'll they'll bring you bring just sort of for a long time and I I've been known to become impatient and just say so and what is the point? So like where are we going with this story? I try not to do it in an unkind way, but sometimes I lose the thread. So, of course, clear thinking and clear speaking go together, so this is something we have to exercise on many different levels. Again, Swamiji will will put out a statement like this, and what he's really trying to do, above all, is he's trying to make us aware. If um, the path of spirituality that I follow, we call it self-realization. We're moving from the delusion of limitation to the experience of our true infinite self. And that's a self with a capital S. We realize who I really am. We realize who we really are, the true self, and not the apparent self. There's the limited personality and body and culture and birth and death person. And then there's the infinite self. And this birth and death person is an expression of that infinite, but it's just an expression of it. It's it's the outer aspect of a much more Um, literally infinite, expanded potential. And the process of self-realization is to realize more and more what what is reality and what is only a temporary facade over lasting reality. Now, another way of saying that quite simply, and let's just think about life in general, if we think about how life progresses, even from babyhood into toddler, into adult child, and then into adult, What it is, it's we gradually become more and more aware. And all of all of what people consider, if we if you think carefully about your own life, it's it's every stage that you would call where you grew, where you expanded, was an increase in awareness. And whether it's an increase in awareness of how to do a particular skill, an increase in awareness about um, who I am and what my talents are an increase in awareness about the reality, perhaps, of the family you grew up in. I mean, even just little babies, they just, as they, as they gradually gain control, first of all, they begin to understand that, that they can gain control of their bodies. It's so interesting to watch a child learn to walk because, of course, the baby is crawling around, but the baby probably notices that everybody else is upright. <laughs> and there's... And there's this drive within the child to, to be able to um, move about, to explore its own circumstances, to find out what's in the other room. 
And, and then we become aware of language, then we become aware of reading, we become aware of relationships, we become aware of behavior, of our feelings. Everything, everything is a gradual increase of awareness. I remember, and I may have told this story before, but it was so perfect for me, it, it, it was such a perfect illustration for me of how children gradually become aware of things and what a revelation it is to be aware of it. My friend, little child friend Daniel, when he was about maybe three, he was maybe between two and three, and his mother kept a very orderly home, and he had his room, and he had discovered (laughs) that in this bottom drawer of his dresser there would always be socks. But of course, you look at the dresser, you can't see the socks. So to actually know that he could open that dresser drawer and there would always be socks in there, and then even if you closed the dresser drawer and the socks disappeared, they were still in there. And he dragged me upstairs when I came to dinner at his house once. I mean, pulled me upstairs. I was willing to go just so he could show me. And he pulled the drawer out and he pointed and he screamed in exultation the word socks. And then he shut the drawer and he looked at me like, you're not going to believe it. You're really, really not going to believe it. He opened the drawer again and then screamed with the same exultation, socks. And ever thereafter, you see, he was aware of where his socks were. Now, we build on those things and don't remember them, but all of life is, is, is a building upon ever-increasing states of awareness. And gradually we begin to understand that the, the key to success in everything we do is dependent on our awareness, our awareness of all the factors our awareness of our own capabilities, our awareness of our own limitations, our awareness of the talents of our team, awareness of the the feasibility of the project we're working on, awareness of the prejudices of the people who are going to evaluate it. Everything is building upon an ever um, greater sense of awareness, and the greater that awareness is, the more powerful we can be. So when he's he talks about here about how are we presenting ourselves? And, and inherently the instructions he's giving are good. Say what you mean. Say it succinctly. Don't keep saying it once you've said it. I'm, I'm very impressed, you know, just listening. And I, I, I'm not judging. I'm just observing, because, especially because words are my medium, written and spoken. I'm a wordsmith is what my, when people ask me my profession, that's what I am. I'm a wordsmith. Um, but I listen to words, and I listen to people talk, and I, I watch people talk, and I, 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 enjoy, I enjoy conversation, I enjoy hearing people express themselves, but I also just pay attention and try to understand. I try to become more aware of who's talking to me, more aware of what their strengths and weaknesses are for the sake of being able to help them, not for the sake of being able to judge them. So it's, we can learn a lot. Why would a person speak this way? And if you recognize in someone else's speech pattern your own, you can ask yourself, why would I speak this way? Why, once I've expressed my thought, do I feel the necessity to say it three more times? Why am I not content just to say it and just let the silence, let the silence be enough? Why do I have to say it again and again? Or why do I not finish my thoughts which is what we were talking about in a previous um, suggestion here. Why can't I just commit myself to what I'm saying? What is my insecurity in letting the silence speak for itself? Um, 
and also, let's see, to be clear about what I actually mean. In other words, to speak the truth. You know, what is it that I really mean here? And sometimes, you know, I'm a person who sometimes figures out what I mean while I'm talking about it. It's that I, I, I explore different possibilities and then from hearing them spoken, I can understand where I'm going. So it's not like everything has to be worked out in your head before you open your mouth. But <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say is keep your mind and your mouth connected so that you're always paying attention. You're always aware that you're talking. And also being aware of who's in the room. I have a, a friend, um, a lovely person, very generous, very nice person. She has a, a flaw, which is that when she's talking, she forgets there's anyone else in the room. <laughs> Meaning, I don't know who she's talking to, but she just talks. It's like she doesn't know that there's someone on the other side. She's not communicating. She's just talking. And that's, I think, one of the times we just keep repeating and repeating. If you're communicating, you're paying attention to the person you're listening to, and you're trying to be aware, not only of the words that are coming out of your mouth, but are they receiving them? And have they received them? And once they are received, do I need to keep hammering the point home? I mean, and and pay attention to the kind of feedback you get. Do people wander off? Do they... Do they react impatiently? You know, just sort of, you know, see what we're doing and see where it's going. I, um, speaking of awareness, this is only slightly related, but it was a fascinating story I just read. I'm reading this wonderful book about um, Russian saints. Russian, it's actually, it's about Russian monks who were very saintly, modern, modern Russian monks who lived through the whole Soviet era in Russia when religion was profoundly persecuted and how these monks, partly the story is a little bit about how they managed to persevere and avoid the worst um, horrible things that happened, although some of them were arrested at various times for various reasons. But this one story was told how uh, the Soviet Union would have an election every year. There was one candidate on the ballot, and every citizen was required to vote and to vote for that candidate. Just a complete sham but the government was capable that the height of the communist regime, they were capable of carrying it out. And the, the, in the little town where this monastery was, way at the edge of Russia, um, the local uh, man who was in charge of the voting would bring the voting box over to the monastery and the monks were allowed to put their, their ballots into the box and then he would take it away. Well, some other petty bureaucrat who was always looking, really seriously looking for a way to get these monks, um, and that's no joke in that context, um, heard about this and he decided it was completely wrong that these parasitical, non-productive, you know, foolish uh, people should be um, kowtowed to in that way. Given the privilege, they should come out like everyone else and go to the polling place. Um, there were many reasons why the monks didn't want to go to the polling places, not the least of which was they didn't want to go on public display because it was very dangerous to be a religious person. And they were getting away with it and they didn't want to make it. Well, let's see, actually, let me say that differently. Because let me, that's, that's not true. That, that was a wrong statement. Actually, why they didn't want to go to the polling place, I'm not really sure, except they didn't want to. But one of them was so clever... And uh, 
instead of sneaking off to the poles, when it was time for them to go to the poles, all the monks put on all their very best, um, their very best garments, their 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 uh, liturgical vestments. They had big crosses that they carried. They went. They paraded through the whole town. They went to the polling place. They stood outside the polling places and they sang all their religious songs as they all cast their votes. And then they paraded all the way back to the monastery. So. What had happened is this poor bureaucrat had created this huge religious demonstration in his town, which was 100% what he didn't want to have happen. You know, he was supposed to keep these people under control. And so after that, the following year, the ballot box was brought to the monastery. And of course, it was, it was one very astute monk. And this is, I was gonna, this is about the word awareness. There was one very astute monk who, who he knew that this was a game of chess. And he, he thought through very carefully, you know, what were they really concerned about? What, what, what was really the right response that would get what they wanted? That wasn't, that wasn't an open defiance that would get them into trouble. And so he came up with that plan. They all followed it, and they were never troubled again with that issue. You know, it helps to think things through. It helps to pay attention, but we can't just start. We have to be listening. We have to be watching. And this is where Swami's talking about when you yourself are speaking, pay attention to your speech. Pay attention to communication, not just talking, which means it has to be an interplay between everybody who's involved. You you have to learn to feel it. You have to become aware of the response you're getting. And like everything else that's been suggested in this book, all of these are like little openings, little small doors, which lead into very, very large rooms. And is again, just pick it up at whatever thread really strikes you as, this is the one I can work with, and really put your energy into working on it. And it'll, um, it will lead step by step to ever greater awareness, which will lead you to fulfillment, to freedom, to everything else we're looking for. So, say what you mean, and then stop. People often drag out a thought quite unnecessarily. In writing, in conversation, and very much so in public speaking, it is important to be clear, succinct, and satisfied with sufficiency. God bless you, my friends. Our work is made possible by inspired listeners, so if you feel to support Asha, you can make a one-time donation, or for unique members-only content, subscribe through Patreon. Blessings and thank you.